You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Living the good fat life with your host Karen and Sherry. They'll help everything align for your body, soul, and mind. The good fat life. Whether change comes slow or dramatically, the good fat life will help you sort things out organically. doesn't seem to matter how many times we hear it no, doesn't it every just, time it makes like, me laugh yeah. makes me laugh i can just feel my body just going oh, yeah it's just sigh thank you wally pleasant yeah. again yeah. for the song for the yeah. song so hey karen how are you i'm fantastic how are you good 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 yeah how is so what ha- what's been happening this last week oh my gosh so many things well first of all we have a new tech guy matt fox let's hey, give him a matt. big hand Yay. everybody welcome yeah yeah, yeah. Extraordinaire. That's been amazing. Yeah. Um, Best thing that's happened all day so for far. For sure. Yeah. Even though Thank we you. missed Jamie Flanagan, now we have Matt. Yeah. yeah, so that's awesome. And then uh, we were on, you remember, we were there, right? The Man Cave Happy Hour podcast. That was so amazing, right? That we was got to so meet. much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. It really was. It's, it's fun to be a guest. It really was. It was took the pressure <laughs> off. Not only was it great to be a guest, but be on the Man Cave Happy Hour podcast with Joe Lewis Bourbon and have bourbon on a podcast. It was much more chill than this situation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and we it got was great. Yeah, we got to learn from old pros how to do a podcast, like Matt Fox and uh, Jamie Flanagan, right? And we got to meet Tanya. Um, J- what's her last name, Matt? Cole. Tanya C-O-P-L. Cole. Yep, Tanya Cole. And yep. um, Michael from. Uh, yep, Michael Shore from uh, Victory Spirits, Joe Lewis Bourbon yeah, himself. Yeah, that was amazing. And it was just fun to uh, have podcast love and lift each other up, And right? We yeah. were going for yeah, a record. We I were think going for a record. How many podcasts <laughs> can we have on one show? Exactly. Have one show, yeah. 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 No, it was great. Um, it was so much fun. It really was fun. So, And today, we're really excited about our guest today. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to take a moment and do my shameless plug for <laughs> Good Fat Life magazine, which is why we're here um, yeah we yeah <laughs> there we go there we so go good fat yeah. life magazine and so it's available at goodfatlife.com and uh for digital and then we also have this beautiful um printed copy so, yeah, so anyway guys check it out yeah check it out it's full of um great uh what we hope is um inspired information right How to live a good fat life. Yeah. Just like a podcast, right? Like we um, try to inspire people and we have inspiring friends. And again, I just want to pinch ourselves. We have another great person we can talk to. She's a great friend of mine, um, Cindy Hurd. She is a core solutions-based psychotherapist who works for um, Colorado State University currently. Um, She has been providing psychotherapy to individuals and and groups for almost 25 years. 
She currently works as a mental health counselor, uh, like I said, at uh, Colorado State University, and she also maintains a private practice. And she's just all around a fun gal, and I just am really excited to have her here. Hey, Cindy. Hi. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here with both of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, we were talking about um, being on uh, the Man Cave podcast, uh, Man Cave Happy Hour podcast, and meeting new people. And we're really about uh, lifting people up. And we've been so fortunate for everybody to sort of work together. And we're just sort of looking around us and seeing all the great people we know and try to tap into their their knowledge. So we really appreciate that you're here today, and um, we hope that uh, we can help uh, people today with some of the things we're going to talk about. It's not going to be uh, always great topics, but um, at least we'll come out with some great information how to lift each other up, right, and see nice. each other in a new light. So, Sherry, do you want to start with our first so, question? I, I guess it's, um, you know, one of the one of the questions I'm seeing or the situations I'm seeing now is in the world that we live in with COVID and social justice. And then the political thing is um, how do you, what's a great way to have a conversation with somebody when you don't agree with them at all, but you love the heck out of them, you know, like it's your dad or your brother or your, you know, spouse or, um, you know, do you have some thoughts around that, Cindy? How do you navigate that? I do. Um, and I've done an awful lot of reading. Of course, I haven't um, done the research for this, but I don't know that too many people have up to this point. But um, but yeah, it's a question that a lot of clients ask, a lot of people ask, right? Um, overwhelmingly, the advice that I read, the advice that I've garnered from colleagues is, um, and what seems to work best is to uh, remember, first of all, that you love the person to pieces, that that's the most important part of your relationship with them. Politics is second. So if you'd like to have that political conversation, say it's a daughter to a father. Um, the re- the recommendation is certainly to um, begin the conversation without the notion, with no notion that you will change their mind. So, um, not, so as not to engage in argument or fight particularly. Um, and then also the recommendation is to maybe speak of something that is parallel, but not say our politics. So for example, um, if uh, daughter says, you know, well, if I, and, and it doesn't matter who's on what side or who's right, right. Leaving, right. If I wanted to move to Canada, let's say, and we, we can remove this from American culture even further by saying this. If I want to move to Canada for a great job, right? My, my degree is, is mostly found in Canada. Like I can do what I love and have a great life. Um, how should they treat me? What should they do when I come into the country? Um, it's, a, it's a notion of, and that's far from what I know. That's far from people say that has nothing to do with America. And I understand that. It's, that's kind of the point. It says it's far from, but it begins to um, help us think about you know, how should countries um, welcome other people or how should countries admit other people and under what circumstances and that sort of thing. So you can have a bit of a discussion. The discussion really is about understanding, right? Um, understanding where folks are coming from not, and your loved one are, is coming from as opposed to argument fighting and um, trying to be right. So that's, I, I love that. Um because I always try to say um, I have the willingness to 
understand. I want to understand where you're coming from. But do you think that these uh, political debates are even necessary or these conversations? I mean, how important do you think it is? Because it seems like uh, I know when I call some of my family members, um, you're just like, hi, how are you? And you right away with, a, you know what I mean? It's just like, no, um, did you, you know, how's your cat doing? I'm not asking you like, <laughs> you know, what political leanings. It's just like it comes at you so intense. Like, do we need to be having these conversations? I don't know. Sherry, what do you think? I mean, I, I don't know. It's yeah. an interesting, it's an interesting, but the one thing I, I'm doing my best to be in a place to the seek first to understand, you know, yes. it's like, help me understand what it is that you really like about X, Y, Z. And it doesn't have to be political. It can be, you know, why do you like squash? I mean, yeah. Um, and then, it, so I can just go to that space. Um, and and I will say that I've had some really fascinating um, conversations when I can just be from a place like I just want to understand, you know, mm-hmm. help me. So. What would what would be some of the recommendations? So so I was already thinking when Sherry said squash, I'm thinking <laughs> about well, someone could say well squash. You know who that reminds me of is the color of somebody. Um, so and. Uh, how do you redirect? Like, because it, it, it most definitely goes off. And I know that, um, the times that I've tried to have conversations with people, they, it starts out, um, with a willingness to understand, but then it's like, well, you, or, you know, we start youing each other and, you know, pointing. So how do we redirect back to, we're just talking about squash? Like, we're not trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, Karen, I mean, that's absolutely fair. And it happens. And of course, in this political climate, it will happen more. Um, it, it is fair to say that. Um, some, it's, it's just, it depends on how much energy you really want to put into it, right? It may not be worth um, having a political conversation at home. It may be that you take your passion to a political um, environment, right? Oh, to that's a good stage, idea. For yeah. example. Um, and you don't have it at home. It may be that you set the boundary or you set the um, expectation that I know how you feel, dad, and I just feel differently, for example, in the father-daughter um, conversation. And you know, I'm just a kid. I'm just your kid. You know, it yeah. may be that you don't you don't engage, and that's okay. And if it's only if it's worth it to you, only if it feels like it's the right time, and and you want to. But it's certainly okay not to on a home front. It's okay, and many homes across America would describe themselves as house divided, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, but it's absolutely fine on both on both sides on both ends, and um, from any standpoint to say like, yeah, today I'm just I can't. Yeah, I just can't do that. So. Do you do you still are you still finding because I know in the past um, most children have the same political leanings as their parents or that was true of the past. Do you think that's different now with all the information or that's coming at everybody? Yeah, that's interesting, Karen. So, yeah, I find that the younger kids like um, high school, high school and younger um, most certainly will be aligned with their parents. And I find that the college students that are you know, that are our renegades, that are our future, um, have their own thoughts and are not afraid to say, hey, I feel a bit differently and and also pick their battles very, very well. And I'm very proud of them for that. And I that's um, great to hear. I get a lot of um, energy and excitement, no matter what their political leanings are. It doesn't matter. Um, it's just they, that they're they fired up, right? It's just exciting. They're fired up. They're engaged. Yeah. They're right? engaged. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So what brought you, how did you get into this field? Why did you choose this profession? Um, so counseling, uh, yeah, I think I was probably, yeah, my parents were divorced when I was about uh, five years old. I, my parent, my mother took me to see a counselor and she went to see one as well. 
Um, and this was, you know, a long time ago. <laughs> um, and I remember the counselor saying, I am a mental health counselor. Do you know what that is? And I remember at five saying no. And she said, she described it to me and she was a psychologist and she described it to me and she said, you would make a very good psychologist too. As a five-year-old? Yeah. Wow. 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 Old soul, huh? Yeah. So I think I was maybe, you know, um, of course, life circumstances will bring us, um, but I think I may be oriented that way anyway, quite naturally. And so it appeals to me. And I'm lucky to be surrounded by a wonderful group of folks um, like me. And it's just uh, who are supportive and caring and respectful, even if we're different. And it's wonderful. It's really wonderful. So just to put you on the spot for a second, how does that translate to your house that you're a counselor and you're supposed to have it all together? Um, Because, you know, I struggle with this. Like the kids are like, I thought you were spiritual. Why do you say you're why are you swearing and slamming stuff around? Is it the same way with being a a counselor, a mental health professional? Like, mom, you're not handling everything perfectly. (laughs) So it is interesting. Um, I tend to get the uh, from the outside world. I get the You know, I have a crazy aunt. So and so can I tell you about her? (laughs) And then I tend to get the, at my own home, I get the, uh, I've already set the expectation that I'm a parent and I'm not going to be perfect. I I set that very early. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a first time parent. I have some, I have a parent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm going to do the very best I can. And the one thing I promise is that I'm going to hang in there and I'm going to do the best I can for the time. And you've heard this before. And when I know better and I will look for better, when I know better, I will do better. That's oh, great, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I've had that conversation with my kids. That. And I've held to that. My teenagers say, you have really held to that. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's um, not perfect, but they also know it's just not perfect. That's human. Human Being human is not. Yeah. So. I say to Frankie and Dane, my children, I say, um, yeah, this is the first time I've been a mom. And this is the first time you've been a teenager. So we're both learning. <laughs> we're both figuring this out. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what else um, you're seeing that people are experiencing right now um, during this time, um, during a pandemic that you could um, sort of give us uh, uh, insight to and some guidelines. Yeah, I mean, I see by far people come in with a a lot of anxiety and rightfully so, um, and some depression, too. Um, Certainly, uh, depending on where you live and depending on how um, your life is right now and how much it's changed, isolation or, you know, having to isolate more than usual can feel very lonely and very depressing. And loneliness is, I mean, it's, it's, it's in our DNA to, you know, hearkening back to the the times when we were chased by large animals, right? We were meant to be in groups to survive and we were meant to feel uncomfortable if we were, if we felt lonely. Now everyone has a different tolerance for, what we call loneliness, but um, it's, it's definitely a human phenomenon that everyone will feel. And I see a lot of that, hmm. a lot of that. So, so what are some things that people can do to help a identify what it is maybe, and then do something to feel better? Yeah. So we, we largely recommend, uh, you know, for what it, what it's worth, connecting online, connecting with friends, having a conversation, even one conversation uh, with a friend over the phone can help an awful lot when you really, really feel lonely. Um, If you're in a community where you're able to do something for someone else, that's, or volunteer. If, if you're in a community that can do that, that really fills that space. Um, It helps you feel a part of something, helps you feel purposeful and it is purposeful. 
You know, it really is. It serves the community well. So if you're able to, that's wonderful. If not, just the connection alone can help an awful lot. Yeah, that doesn't involve eating <laughs> or drinking. <laughs> or drinking, or dr- yeah, yeah, drugs, yeah, all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah, all the negative stuff. Yeah. So we've actually yeah. started um, planting, planting plants. Um, you know, yeah. people are people are now this time of year starting to thin out their flower beds and um, giving us flowers. And mm-hmm. it's not something we've done before, but actually it's it's been fun. It's been therapeutic. It's digging in the dirt. and It's life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nurture, yeah. yeah. And it'll be fun to see what happens. Um, I've been trying to um, think of things as less lonely and more solitude. Can you explain the difference between um, loneliness and solitude? Yeah. A little bit I can. Loneliness is something people typically, by the time they've described they feel lonely, they're feeling it. They're feeling it. um, they're feeling it. They're feeling tearful. They're feeling what we would say that we, we might describe as the blues, right? They have the blues really bad. It may not be clinical depression, but it may be the blues. They're feeling, um, yeah, very, uh, very on their own with all their thoughts and all their decisions and no support. And But, but they really feel it in their body. That's, that's the catch there. So I think that would be solitude is can be very welcomed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're a mom children, solitude, very welcome. Right, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Loneliness is a different, that's different. It's more profound in a in a different way. It's the almost like that feeling, I really need a hug. That kind of feeling like yeah. yeah. Really need, yeah. Or or nothing is making nothing makes me feel better. Um the idea yep. of sitting and reading a book that I never get to do mm-hmm. doesn't feel good yeah it's like a restlessness be, yeah. yeah maybe yeah. Hmm. So, talk to us a little bit you and i had discussed this um that really even though there is a lot more anxiety and loneliness right now that's also people that were prior to this situation um that we're currently in um that were anxious are finding it um more a little bit more comforting comforting because they are not alone in their um anxiety anymore we're all anxious together <laughs> right so that's, that's kind of interesting. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I think this has been discussed on, on air and other settings as well, but um, some people with anxiety, the pressure's off to um, feel like you have to be a certain way, fit in a certain way, spend your energy a certain way um, because your solitude is the name of the game, right? Right now in, in, a, in a lot of places. And so the, the, it's a welcome relief. I don't have to, sp- I don't have to spend so much of my energy. Um I'll use students for an example because I see them often. It's, you know, they, they have to show up for class, a lot of them, but it's online and they don't, you know, they can mute their camera or they can turn off their camera rather and mute their microphone. So anxiety, they're not seeing, they're not sitting in the middle of a classroom surrounded by people, but that's the same for all of us, right? With, um, for many of us that don't have to go into work, but are working remotely, similar idea. You're in your own cozy home environment and the pressure's off. I mean, you do a professional job, but the pressure is off, you know, to, to look just so or to be whatever you think you should be, however much energy like, you think you should spend. Right? You don't have that. What am I that? What am I going to wear to work today? Um, you yeah, know, yeah. as you yeah. as you have to you should have been out the door five minutes ago. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So there is that. Yeah. I find fascinating, too. Maybe we could speak to this, and I'm sure we'll find out from many, many years to come. What do you think um, this is doing to our psyche? It's uh, completely, we talked about the Sherry, completely reliant on technology now and being really filmed rather than in person um, and relying on that, that way, not 
in the physical vicinity of people, not just loneliness, but how is this affecting like how we sort of move through the world? How we present ourselves? Like, is it, is you, are you finding people are liking it or not liking it or is healthy or not healthy? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I'm, I'm finding, and others may disagree. I'm finding that overall, once people get used to communicating this way, uh, they prefer, they prefer it. Mm-hmm. But also I will say, you know, in my client population where so many, not all by any means, but so many are college age, uh, they're already doing this. This has already been their life. They were, they, you know, will FaceTime friends between classes, friends that maybe are states away. So that's how they've kept close to one another and they're already used to it. So it'll be more for like, you know, my gen and older, mm-hmm. um, it may be a little bit of a harder sell, but, um, you know, again, there's just nothing like being cozy in your own space when you are safe in your own space and being able to uh, communicate with the world or communicate with a provider. That's mm-hmm. nice. The thing that oh, I, st- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I, that's a really interesting um, observation too, because I think you know, us old, older people, um, not old, it, not old, it. just older, right? <laughs> it. It's all relative. Um, the, the technology the aspect of it is is just more of a challenge. You know, like Zoom went down oh, on yeah. Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, okay, well, go to meeting or FaceTime or, you know, um, using your co- phone, taking pictures and uh, texting them. It it just is, it takes a whole different level of energy. And and at some point you just go, you know, my I, I just feel exhausted by the, techno- the technology drain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I think that's a, I think that's a big deal. I had to do a, like a special meditation this last weekend. And I said, I'm no technology. I mean, it's impossible to have none, but, um, and, and some sort of meditation just to like calm my nervous system from technology fails. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point. Speaking of fail, I, I struggle with, I feel like I am in a country and in a situation I have no map to. I just figured out how to work our VCR. So now it's like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So now it's like, what? I don't know. I'm lost. I'm completely, not only lost, but I'm not sure who can help me. Um, so that is something I'm, that feels lonely and anxiety ridden. And then I was thinking about how, um, it's sort of challenging. You have all these Zoom meetings, and then when you are, um, you do get to see people. You just assume that these people know each other or they met before, and they really haven't. But it's like I wonder how many people are going to go back to being with people, or how many people are going to go. You know what? I'm going to stay in my uh, screen, and that kind of that kind of bums me out. Um, you speak to that. Like, do you feel like we'll we'll get back? We all want to yeah. get back to normal, or what do you think the that's going to look like. Yeah, I don't think we can. I don't think we can beat the joy out of folks. Um, beat the joy of face to face and skin to skin. You know, shaking hands or a hug. Or I don't think we can replace that. That's that's difficult. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think that's history <laughs> by any means. By any means. Now, you know, I think that there are certain jobs in which. Um, You know, like if you're a software engineer, for example, that job was effectively essentially made to be remote um, in large part and can be done remotely. And I think other companies, for example, will find that that's a lot more cost effective than having someone travel to them and be on site at their at their leisure. Right. As opposed to just being on site remotely, but being there for them. So 
there's a place and a time for it, but I don't think we can ever replace that. The loneliness feature, the being together is, is encoded. Is in our it, DNA. Yeah. 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 That's um, nice. Escape but, that. I really don't. But the other side to your point, it is, um, it is cool. I, there are some classes that I've been taking that there'll be like 300 people on a, on a Zoom mm-hmm. from all over the world. Yeah. That's and so awesome. it was some like writing classes I've been taking and it's really, fascinating, you know, so to, to have the mix, to kind of have both, to have human contact and then, but then also to be able to connect all over the world with people and see them face to face. Yeah. It has been pretty That's cool. That's definitely a positive. For it sure. has yeah. been pretty cool. And then the other part of it is you see how people are the same all over the world. You know, we, mm-hmm. we're still having, you know, still scared to write our story because it might not be good enough. And then Everybody wants to support. It's like, no, you're doing a great job. It's like there's – You find there's the uh, common ground. Common ground. Yeah. It's like the same all over the world. So that's very – that's been very cool. So talk to us about um, – also you – we had um, – uh, when we were talking, you had mentioned um, how can we uh, stay well mentally and physically? What would be some tips? Because I'm sure everyone's worried like how can I stay healthy mentally and physically during this time? Um Talk to us about that. Yeah. So um, uh, the first thing we tell people almost across the board is, is if you're feeling, yeah, not yourself. Uh, you don't have to necessarily be think, feeling completely anxious, but if you're feeling overwhelmed or if you're feeling excess, really excessively tired or just want to take better care, certainly um, focus more on self. Certainly limit screen time, limit input, and have time alone. Have time, Sherry, like you do, planting, right? Planting in the garden or planting outside or, you know, reconnecting with, uh, to the best of your ability, reconnecting with friends but and reconnecting with um, the outside, the out of doors, right? Whether it's lakes or hiking in the forest or whatever, in the woods or whatever, yeah. Because there's much more to life than just the buzz, right? Yeah, that's a great right. tagline. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, life than, than the just buzz. the buzz. I like the that. Buzz. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great. <clears throat> yeah, and that's true. And this and this time has brought. Um, I, I think because we've we've had to slow down. There's been a lot more um, just time to pause, I guess, and and appreciate things. I mean, we're we're getting to know our neighbors better. And um, we read stories at night to our grandkids because we can't see them, but they call and FaceTime and they read stories at night and just being more mindful, taking more time to make food, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so yeah, I like that. That pause is, that pause is kind of built in now because we're not jumping in our cars and going. Mm -hmm. I also, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there's some notion that we Somehow we can't use that pause, and we should use the pause. We have the time. You're, Take that time. You're you're right. Mm-hmm. You hear people say, "Oh, I'm not productive enough. I'm not using the. I'm not painting the walls, and blah blah blah." And so, no, the projects that were there are six still months there. ago. Still there. <laughs> yeah, they're still yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I wish they weren't, but they are <laughs> for sure. What about going forward um, to help? all of us sort of as a collective and, and parents and kids and families, like uh, what are like some things we can just say, like little things like, um, you know, it's going to, it's temporary. 
when we hear people um, sort of lamenting what they're going through, what are some things we can do and say to people where we show them we're validating their feelings, but it's just something nice to say um, that's non-judgmental that sort of will help them feel lifted? Yeah, so I see this with, uh, yeah, probably our generation and older, we've lived through a few things, so we know that this is temporary, um, no matter what we're experiencing in life. Um, but kiddos and young people have, maybe haven't had, maybe, maybe they have, but maybe they haven't had that um, enough time yet to know. Um, for people in general, uh I mean, what I've noticed is that the, the most important thing is feeling heard mm-hmm. and feeling validated. That's the most important thing. Because I feel, I feel like to some degree we can tell kiddos this is temporary, um, whatever the situation is, but it it's not easy to understand. Um, but it is really important to feel validated and to feel really heard. Um, and even if we need to say uh, in return, you know, sort of, repeat what we've heard to, so they know we, we actually at least have heard them and, and they're attempting to understand. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure that there's anything, Karen, can you, th- or Sherry, can you think of anything that would be received very deeply, very well, but, I, but uh, to know that I'm right here with you is very big. I mean, it's, it, if you're talking about your children or someone you're very close to, I'm here with you. And yeah, I get it. Yeah. It sounds kind of like having energy to help. Yeah. But to know that your hurt is very important and to know you can say, and it's worth saying it's temporary, but it's also like, uh, if you don't have that frame of reference, you won't know. Yeah. You know? I think the, um, something that struck me, I read, uh, said, this is tough and challenging, but so are you, you're very tough and you're up for challenges and we will get through this together. Yeah. And say- that's wonderful. That's an, I'm right here with you. Yeah. yeah. You're not doing this alone? Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. we're not. <laughs> right. <laughs> the whole, the no. whole world's in on yeah. this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's true. Well, that's great advice. And, um, yeah, it's it just feels – I don't know, Karen. I just kind of feel today like – yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be all right. We're gonna be yeah, all right. We're, gonna we're, gonna, right. we're thriving through this, right? <laughs> we are thriving, right? Yeah. And people in Colorado are are going through the same thing and and doing okay. And mm-hmm. we're not perfect, but yeah. we do the best we can for sure. Is there one thing anybody in any situation can do today to make their life feel a little bit better? Any anything? It could be silly. It can be serious. What is one thing everyone can take away today? Boy, what I really wish people would do is recenter, treat yourself nicely, and do one thing for yourself. People are not using the opportunity, and I would love for them to. I like that. Wow. So be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be very kind to yourself. And we have the opportunity. There's something, you know, it just almost gives me chills, um, is that that sense like, okay, um, you're right. It's like the we we're, t- tomorrow September first. It's just so hard to believe that we're now mm-hmm. coming into the fall, right? And mm-hmm. so to just kind of embrace the fact that this is the way our lives are now. How can I be kind to myself today? Right. And we're so worried be, about being kind to right. others, but it's got to start with right. us, right? And how can I be kind to you mm-hmm. and to my cat? And, yeah, yeah. You know, my new flowers. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it just that if we kind of have that that um, I don't know, not challenge, but or that idea, who can I be kind to today? 
Mm-hmm. It feels good. Yeah, when it starts with yourself, like yeah. that feels great. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so wonderful, Cindy. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank yeah, you I feel like we've learned so much. Do we have? Do you have any other questions, Sherry? Before no, we... I'm just feeling yeah. good. I'm just yeah. Yeah. What's my be kind list look like? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I feel like I just had a warm bath. I feel very yeah. cozy. Thank you, Cindy. Yeah. Thank you, Cindy, so much. We yeah. really appreciate my your pleasure. Thank time you for the opportunity and to visit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Good. Well, um, so do you have a big day planned? Not really, but it's, uh, you know, I think today was a great day to start it, whatever the day holds for me. I'm going to start with being kind to myself and then to others. There you you go. (laughs) And, uh, uh, you know, maybe I'll click on and look at the magazine one more time to www.goodfatlife.com. Yeah. 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 And we're just really big into what's coming in. October. We have some very cool stuff coming in October. Yeah. 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 So check it out. Look for that. And um, thanks for joining us. Okay. Until next week.